I'd let out the breath I'd been holding. I was grinning like an idiot, and so was Robin. Tears rolled down my cheeks. Our baby was official. When I felt more in command of myself, Dr. Garrison resumed her seat on the rolling stool and asked me some very personal questions. Let's do an ultrasound, the doctor said. That way we'll have more information before I give you a due date, since you're not sure about your last menses. Okay, I said, feeling things were moving very fast. So just lie back again, and I'll ask Nurse Jennings to wheel in the ultrasound. She put the stirrups away and extended the footrest. Apparently, Robin did not have to go outside for this phase. Will we see the baby? Robin asked, as if he hardly dared to know the answer. Oh, yes, Dr. Garrison said, smiling. You sure will, but you won't think it looks much like a baby. Getting ready for the ultrasound took a little longer, but then I had cold gel on my stomach, and Dr. Garrison was gliding a sort of disc thing over it. Robin and I watched the screen, terrified and riveted. He gave me a wild look like a horse that's going to bolt. I probably looked equally nervous. There's your baby, Dr. Garrison said, smiling. Our baby seemed to be two faintly connected blobs. Friends had told me how disconcerting that was, and now I got to experience it for myself. Then the baby wiggled. It was alive. It can wiggle, I said, and began crying again. Dr. Garrison said, let's see, and moved the device around some more. Suddenly, there was a rhythmic swishing sound in the room. Yes, I'm getting the heartbeat. Our baby has a heart, Robin said proudly, and I didn't even think this was strange. It sounds so swooshy, I said. I'd always imagined heartbeats as sounding like drums or hooves, but this sounded more like water sloshing in a bucket. Dr. Garrison nodded. Perfectly normal, she said. She let us continue to listen and look while she sat with her laptop. So, she said, the baby is approximately ten weeks old. Our baby, Robin said reverently. Yes, Mr. Crusoe, you and Mrs. Teagarden will be having a baby right around July 21st. As we went to my car, I realized I didn't remember anything else about the visit. Though Robin clutched a big envelope containing a prescription for prenatal vitamins, an appointment slip for four weeks later, and about a ton of material about baby development, labor, and delivery choices, and how to take care of myself during my pregnancy. A quick peek had told me that not only was I a prima gravida, but I was an elderly prima gravida. Horrors. I was over 35. But Dr. Garrison had assured me several times that my age didn't necessarily mean I'd have any trouble at all carrying and delivering our baby. Our house was on the way to my mother's, so we dropped off Robin's car there. We didn't go inside. We didn't check on Philip. I didn't even think about it. When Robin climbed into my car, again carrying the big envelope, we sat looking at each other. Stunned, excited, terrified. Then we leaned sideways to hug each other, awkward in our coats. 
this baby had suddenly become very real. We were too flustered and excited to have a coherent conversation. We threw out remarks at random, though. My next book is due July 14th, Robin said. I've got to make a schedule so I can turn it in early. Good idea, I said. I have to find out if the library has maternity leave, and I guess we have to decorate the room by Phillips. Has to be that one, Robin said. Thank goodness we've got the study. Yeah, I'd hate to move again, I said. Oh, Robin thought about that. Maybe wait till he's older, ready to start school. There might be a school district we ought to be in. School, I said, overwhelmed. Let's just think about getting her here safe, okay? We can worry about school in a few years. You're right, of course, Robin said.